1: culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: Let's come back to some of the big things that are happening around our nation and are likely to be upon us this year. The thought that there are trends that you can identify which give us some insight into things that are changing and one of those things that's changing so dramatically is artificial intelligence. It used to be something we'd speculate about, but AI is making a huge difference today. Let's get some insight around the trends in artificial intelligence. Jeff Braley's back with us, social researcher with McCrindle Research, insights into generational trends, population shifts, changes in the workplace, and leadership strategies. Jeff, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. It's amazing, isn't it, Jeff? Uh, we've been talking about artificial intelligence for a long time. Now it's starting to affect us because perhaps even our jobs are under threat. Uh, thoughts here about your overall trend analysis.
1: Yeah, we've identified a trend for 2023. 20, Out of eight trends, one of the trends is called Humanitai. And it's a mix of humanity along with artificial intelligence. That blending together is the future as we see humans using artificial intelligence to uh, reduce some of the administration, looking at ways that we can replace some of those mundane moments of life with the use of artificial intelligence. And things have really ramped up uh, over the school holidays, over that summer period, particularly with a new application from OpenAI called ChatGPT. And if listeners haven't heard of ChatGPT, it's a, uh, I guess, a really interesting uh, development in the AI space. It's a language model developed by OpenAI that's really trained in large kind of data analysis to generate human-like responses. It's almost like the new search engine. We've shifted from maybe 3 decades ago using the yellow pages to find information. We then went to Google. Maybe the younger generation were starting to use TikTok TikTok or YouTube to look for information. Now we can jump onto ChatGPT, ask a question, even get it to write an essay or develop a marketing uh, bit of content, and it will produce a human-like response. Instead of just spitting out links like a a Google platform might do, it produces a real human-flavoured response. So I think there's a lot of opportunity, but there is a bit of fear. And we found in a survey of 1,001 Australians in January 2023, we found that 74% of Australians are nervous that AI will replace human jobs. And that goes up slightly for the Gen Zs, those maybe about to start their working life, 82% are saying they're a bit nervous AI will replace human jobs. So it's beginning to hit home, I think, for Australians that AI is not just something out in the distance. We do live in the year 2023. We're closer to the year 2040 than we are to the year 2000, which was the iconic futuristic year all those decades ago. So we certainly have advanced over the last few decades in this trend area.
0: Technological advancements are exciting until you recognise that maybe your job is under threat. Uh, People who are into copywriting and uh, marketing organisations, working in advertising, uh, even people writing computer code, uh, they might have their jobs under threat. Uh, What does it mean for people who might actually be doing these things personally now, but a machine can do it better than you can? How does that affect things, do you think, Jeff?
1: Yeah, we're we're seeing that there's a a bit of an immediate response where some organisations are reducing their workforce, and I think that's uh, probably a bit uh, rushed through because there is certainly an integration of technology that does require human interaction and uh, responsiveness. So I think there is a, a difference to the way AI will impact different industries. The marketing industry might feel a little bit of that pressure, But certainly, even when we surveyed 1,000 Australians, uh, we asked the question, do you prefer talking to a human or engaging with an AI chatbot when you're in that sort of customer uh, service or uh, looking on an online website? And 92% of people prefer to talk to a human. Now, it drops slightly for the Gen Zs. 84% would prefer to chat to a human than an AI chatbot. So we still do want human interaction, but we're looking for efficiencies. And that's not a new thing. We've always used technology to find faster, better ways to get things done. So jobs will change and a remarkable statistic that affects every parent, if you're a parent listening, is that 65% of children entering primary school today will end up working in a job that doesn't yet exist. It's going to be a completely new job. So we really do have a, a changing future of work. It's evolving in front of our eyes and certainly that will impact the way we parent and teach and train students today for workforce of tomorrow.
0: Speaking of training students for today, isn't this a major concern too for schools and universities because all of a sudden cheating becomes so easy? Any thoughts around trends here in uh, in education?
1: Absolutely, this does raise questions I think for educators, for uh, our Department of Education around what does Uh, The role of uh, an AI uh, platform like ChatGPT have when it comes to, for example, teaching? Can it save time for teachers who have been working incredibly hard? And a a big recognition of that, I think, is important. Could uh, something like OpenAI save time in lesson planning and reducing report writing? Uh, Now, as a parent myself, I wonder, would I want a report for my children generated from a bot? I think I'd want to know what the actual teacher's opinions were. So we still need that interaction of humanity with AI. And that's why we've identified AI, as we're calling it, this new trend for 2023. But for students, one of the big questions is, well, what's the role of an assessment? If students can just type in to a platform like this a request for an essay of 3,000 on how to kill a box how the book uh, How to Kill a Mockingbird has shaped uh, society and influenced racial uh, issues, it can generate that in seconds. And so accessing information continues to be the key question here. We're getting better responses through platforms like AI, uh, OpenAI through ChatGPT, and really it is asking that question, what's the role of an assessment, what's the role of a teacher, and what's the role of technology in learning Because I think that's what we've got to do uh, as a society. We've got to become architects of atmospheres that create learning moments. And that's probably my encouragement to people in the education uh, landscape is to consider what does the future look like? Some schools are adopting it and embracing technology. Others are more hesitant or uh, sort of restricting that access to technology. So it's a really key part, I think, for leadership groups to be considering. And parents, I think it's a great thing to explore with your child how do you use technology In learning, how do you use technology in work? What are the efficiencies that can be gained or the new information that can be accessed? So a great area to have those dinner conversations, uh, whether they're happening uh, virtually or via SMS, I'll be uh, interested to hear.
0: (laughs) Uh, No doubt people will be divided. Some will be excited about all of the new possibilities and others will be fearful about how these things can change. Uh, The thought that somehow or other there needs to be a human oversight to such things. But when we start to hear, Jeff about... Uh, The fact that AI can now write computer code. And so even the ways that computers learn things can be already automated uh, in seconds and problems can be solved so much faster than with human input. Some might even be saying, what happens if artificial intelligence takes over? I'm sure that not even McCrindle has all the detail about this, but what are your thoughts about the future if AI really does take over everything we're used to? Yeah,
1: I think this is a really important question that what I think is going to be crucial is the ethical implementation of technology. That doesn't change when we've seen new platforms come through whether it 's apps like a social media app, whether it was uh, sort of Facebook uh, or back to MySpace earlier on in a uh, technology journey the, the new apps create new discussions and, and even almost two decades on since Facebook has been launched there's still ongoing discussions around that policy and ethical implementation. I think that will be similar with AI as we continue to see organisations implementing robotic processes to save time and we found that uh, in one report, 53% of organisations have already started using uh, that robotic kind of process automation. So organisations are looking for efficiency but we need to think as a society, how do we want technology to kind of influence decision making or have... uh, Maybe there's a, a bias in the in the code if it's being generated uh, now by AI as well. So we've really got to, I think, not just stand back and let technology happen to us. We've got to be intentional in shaping it in a way that's going to serve us and not become our master. We've got to really uh, take a lead in thinking through those ethical challenges, whether that's as a parent or a leader in a business, uh, whether you're a charity leader, really making sure that you understand how technology can serve you and not become the master. And I think in our society, we be grateful for time saved and yet there'll be personal impacts, whether it's slight changes to jobs or if it, if it means being made redundant, it shouldn't be a, a down moment. It should be a back to the drawing board and looking for that new opportunity. I think we need to adjust. Uh, technology will continue to impact society and we need to be ready to find those new ways forward uh, as workforce changes uh, day after day, year after year, generation after generation. So not a uh, brand new trend of technology, but a new kind of key rollout of this AI platform through ChatGPT.
0: And no doubt there's a challenge and even encouragement for people who have an opportunity to be involved in how the ethical implementation of the technology takes place because... Uh, We could just uh, throw up our arms and leave that ethical implementation to others uh, or you could actually take that responsibility firmly upon your shoulders and say, I've got some values here that I want to introduce just in case there's all sorts of weird or evil values that might want to be implemented in this technology. There's something there, isn't there, for ethically minded people to really double down and be involved in the process, isn't there? That's right,
1: and, and very practical things around whether uh, someone might be writing an article or uh, might be a preacher writing a sermon. A preacher could use ChatGPT to generate a, uh, a sermon. And we did a survey question in our latest study. Do people think it's important for someone to disclose if they've used AI in their writing? And 84% of Australians agreed. And so this transparent use of technology is going to be crucial. But I still think that's going to need policy. It's going to need some wisdom around that. For church leaders, that might mean can staff use ChatGPT in helping write sermons? Maybe, but there needs to be some conditions or some parameters that says, get some ideas, but what are the steps around that and leaders would need to communicate that for schools or authors that will certainly be crucial in making sure that there is that human element that this isn't just outsourcing a job and kind of pretending it was done by a person I think there needs to be some integrity and some uh, real honesty about the process and the way that technology is going to be used and there are some great opportunities with uh, AI and robotics even on domestic tasks whether it's the The sort of robotic lawnmower or the robotic vacuum cleaner in the house, 20% of Australians are excited to see how AI is going to save them time on those domestic tasks in the next year. So there are some upsides as well as some sort of those process and policy points that really do affect every single household because there are opportunities to save time and there are some kind of key thought areas that will need some development and people can certainly kind of raise those issues and then provide those insights and solutions as well to help develop a really conscientious society when it comes to the use of
0: technology. Well, Jeff, what an amazing insight. What happens when ordinary people sitting in the pews in church can generate better sermons than their pastor? Uh, That really is something there that might be threatening, but it also might be very empowering. Uh, Jeff Brayley is a social researcher with McCrindle Research. And let me point listeners to com. And uh, we've been doing a bit of a series on the trends, those things that are changing this year. com. You'll be able to download an infographic that gives you an oversight, an overview over the major trends for 2023. Jeff Braley, thank you so much for your insights once again today on 2020. It's a pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me.